Welcome to this fifth Bible talk on Mark's Gospel. I'm going to read from Mark chapter 1, verses 29 to 34. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they immediately told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her hand, and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on them. That evening, after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Last time, we heard that Jesus has unique authority as a teacher and over evil. These two characteristics of Jesus go to show that he is the Christ, the Son of God. We also heard that a deep realisation of who Jesus is led to extensive outreach, which is ongoing today. Well, after a sensational time in the synagogue, where Jesus amazed people with his authoritative teaching and confronting evil as he cast out an evil spirit, Jesus and his disciples move on to the home of Simon and Andrew, a stone's throw away from the synagogue. Here, Jesus will show compassion for the one and also for the many. This is something that would be demonstrated time and again in his ministry, with 30 healings recorded in the Gospels, all showing that he has authority over sickness. Well, first of all, Jesus shows compassion to the one. In verse 30, Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever. In the first century, a fever was an illness and not a symptom. Interestingly, Peter Bold tells us that the bringer of death, so common to all, had contributed to the deaths of several of the great ones of human society, Alexander the Great and Herod the Great. The ability of fever to kill the great would add extra glory to its public reputation as a killer, as would the memory of times when it devastates populations such as the Great Plague of Athens in 430 BC. Infectious diseases, which includes fever, was undoubtedly the single greatest threat to life in antiquity, with epidemics killing half or more of the populations of the world's larger cities. Fevers were common, sudden and extremely severe. A fever placed people under the shadow of death and their lives hung in the balance, especially if they had already taken to bed. Peter's mother-in-law was probably already at death's door because she had already gone to bed. The question in people's minds was, would she ever rise again? Well, to help us to appreciate this, let's remember the time that we're living in. What shocking scenes we are seeing on the news of people dying from COVID-19. In some ways, it seems far removed from us, but we know that we are in danger too. Imagine if you started to show symptoms. You then received a positive test result to the virus. Your breathing becomes shallow. You have to lie down. You're now clasping for breath, knowing that your death is impending. If only someone could show compassion and heal you. Well, the severity of your situation is no different to the severity of Simon's mother-in-law. 
For Simon's mother-in-law, there was compassion and healing. For we read in verse 31, So he, that is Jesus, went to her, took her hand and helped her up. The fever left her and she began to wait on them. Again, no spells or incantations typical of wonder workers of the time. It was instantaneous, complete and permanent. She was given a whole new existence. What awesome power! What incredible compassion! After her healing, we read again in verse 31, and she began to wait on them. The proper response of one who has been touched by Jesus is to serve in Christian fellowship. Serving is the way of Jesus and of those who attend him. Serving describes an essential characteristic of the kingdom of God which Jesus introduced. In fact, the same word translated as wait on is the same as serve in chapter 10, verse 45 of Mark's gospel, when Jesus said, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So Jesus shows compassion to the one. But we go on to see that Jesus' compassion extends to the many. Verses 32 to 34. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons. Well, here we see the general practitioner at work. Again, we see Jesus' awesome authority over sickness. The Sabbath had ended, which went from Friday at sunset to Saturday at sunset, which now meant that the Jews could travel and also work, which meant that they could actually travel to Jesus. The extent of their desire was such that the whole town gathered at his door. Jesus then healed many who had various diseases. In Mark's Gospel, some of the various diseases healed by Jesus include fever, leprosy, paralysis, hemorrhaging, deafness, speech disorder, and blindness. In this case, Jesus would also drive out many demons, which shows us that there is a distinction between sickness and demon possession. They are not one and the same. They can overlap, but they can also be distinct from each other. Then we read in verse 34, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. The demons knew that Jesus is the Holy One of God. But wouldn't Jesus be happy with the demons letting people know who Jesus is? The command to silence seems to frustrate the proclamation of the kingdom of God. Well, the secrecy could be for two reasons. First, Jesus fulfills the role of the servant of the Lord foreshadowed in Isaiah a role that is defined by restraint, humbleness, and hiddenness. Or secondly, Jesus wanted to prevent a false understanding of who he is. An open confession of Jesus' messiahship would have brought about an immediate confrontation with Rome and the religious authorities before he arrived in Jerusalem. Whichever the reason, perhaps both, Jesus was a man with a plan. However, as Robert Stein said, Despite his many attempts to silence the demons and those he healed, Jesus could not remain hidden. For the more he charged others not to tell who he was and what he had done, 
the more zealously they proclaimed him. In this passage, we see that Jesus shows compassion to the one and to the many. By this point in the story, we see that Jesus has authority as a teacher over evil and now over sickness. As the story unfolds, we will see that Jesus has authority over every realm of life, the physical and the spiritual. This authority reveals who Jesus is. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. You might wonder, well, if Jesus has authority over sickness, then why doesn't he heal everyone who is sick, such as people affected by COVID-19? Well, Jesus has the authority and therefore the power to do so. However, the Bible says that God has his plan. God is infinite in wisdom. We are not. We cannot always understand. But we know that he will put things right in the end. The Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 8, verse 18, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. We're also told in Revelation chapter 21, verse 4, that in the new heaven and the new earth, God will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. In fact, the healing of Peter's mother-in-law is pointing to this restoration, when death would be no more and the old order had passed away. In verse 30, Peter's mother-in-law was under the shadow of death. She was effectively, though, given new life. In verse 31, the emphasis is not upon her healing, but on the fact that Jesus raised her up. This was pointing to the resurrection of all people who follow Jesus on Judgment Day. A resurrection that was won for us through his own death upon a cross so that our sins could be forgiven. Well, from Mark's Gospel generally, we learn that Jesus is calling us to follow him because he has authority over everything and will one day restore his people by raising them from the dead. The question this poses for us is, will we follow him? Let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you for Jesus' compassion for the one and for the many. We thank you for his authority over sickness, showing us that he is the Christ and your Son. Please enable us to follow him as our King. We ask this through Jesus. Amen.